Hello, everyone. This is another episode of Scientific Healing, and I'm your host, Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. Or in today's broadcast, I'm going to talk about the lessons I learned from healing my 88-year-old dad after his stroke last week. So about eight days ago, he had a stroke, and you know the number one thing. <laughs> Yeah, he's old and his wife died his 64-year-old marriage. Uh, she died um, in 2015, in April of 2015. So he stays socially active and he meets all of his old um, uh, work friends um, once a month. But they're slowly dying off because, you know, he's 87. He'll be 88 next month. And, uh, you know, he's doing fabulously well. So what happened on Sunday was that um, my sister texts me in the morning before they uh, she took him to church. And she says, yeah, his left leg is dragging a little. And, you know, he doesn't quite sound like himself. And I'm going, okay, so he's having a stroke. And she said, what? And I, she, I was kind of denying it. So I'm going to go through some of the symptoms. They got back from church and I went over there and, you know, he's speaking. The, the voice doesn't quite sound like himself. And I said, Dad, we need to call 911 now. And he's saying, no, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go to the hospital. <laughs> So, so this is the number one problem with uh, very aware adults. He is not, uh, he has some signs of a little bit of mental, you know, slowdown, but he's still completely all there. You can have totally awake conversations with him. So the number one factor that stops it is them. They are telling me, like this I've heard over and over again from older adults, especially over 80. I've been taking care of myself for 80 years. I don't need your help. <laughs> so it's really, really, really hard for an elderly person to give up their autonomy. It's been a sense of pride, uh, you know, like a feeling of pride for him that he did not take medications until he was 83. Uh, no blood pressure, no um, no cholesterol medication, no other medication. He he was a fully fully functional until that point. So the reason why he got his first major stroke in nineteen, uh, you know, at the age of eighty three, five five years ago now, was because of all the undue stress of taking care of my very ill mom. She was in full dementia, was stuck in a wheelchair, and dad was doing the work of basically three adults. And why I say three adults is um, <laughs> he was her nursemaid, her cook, her house cleaner, you know, straighten upper, bill payer, everything. She uh, stopped being functional. And she was also, if you know older people in dementia, she was also very angry and did a lot of yelling. And he's like me, does not like confrontation. Uh, it's very stressful. Um, he never learned how to become Teflon and let it roll off his back. He just wanted to please her all the time because he loved her with all his heart. And he still does. So he, uh, I got a call and he said from him and he said, could you come over right now? Uh, you know, we need your help, which was not uncommon. 
And um, so I go over there, and the ambulance is there carting my dad off. Apparently, he had this full-blown stroke. It was uh, in the thalamus. The thalamus is in the core part of the brain. And uh, it is very dangerous to have a stroke there. And it turned out he had a bleed. And bleeds are very bad because that's a place where it will never get blood supply again. And so the healing is very slow. So this time, he did not end up in full-blown stroke. So remember to watch the signs. If there's any asymmetry in the face, the least little bit, have them smile. You know, if there's a little bit of dragging on one side, that's a sign that there's a stroke. A stroke can change your life from one moment to the next where it's never the same ever again. And that was the thing that was the most heartbreaking was watching my, uh, you know, strong, very competent. He went to the gym three to four times a week. Uh, you know, we used to kid about how much we could leg press. You know, he was like leg pressing in the 300 pounds at the age of 80, right? And uh, he went from that to being uh, bed bound for six weeks and finally getting them up out of bed. If their voice sounds the least bit garbled, like it sounds like they're going, oh, like they're a little bit drunk, right? If it's the least bit garbled, if there is some asymmetry, if they're dragging somewhere on one side of the body or another, or if they get all of a sudden tired and put their head down on the ground, then this is, uh, the other danger is if they're living in a very stressful environment and, um, and they have a lot of pressure on them. And so this is another caution for elderly parents. Don't let one become the caregiver of the other because usually it's the caregiver that goes first. My dad was very lucky at that age because he had taken such good care of himself uh, we were the original health nuts down the block in the 60s, and he had taken really good care of himself, so he's, he managed to survive it. But, for example, my husband's dad became the caregiver of their mother, and she had full dementia for eight years, and he died because he wasn't taking care of himself. Their thinking slows down, their emotion slows down, and allowing one to become the caregiver of the other I mean, you can get somebody to come in two to three hours a day for very little money. It's not going to cost the world or, you know, something like that to, to get to have them help, to have them do the heavy lifting and take care of the, the parent that needs the help. And so um, after he had the stroke, I told him, you're fired. <laughs> you're no longer a caregiver. So what I did was I told him, he says, I don't want to go to the hospital. I don't want to go to the hospital. And I said, Dad, you're having a stroke. He goes, I, I don't want to go to the hospital. I'm ready to go. And I said, okay, here's what I'd like for you. Um, I don't want you to go by getting your functionality chipped away a little at a time, a little at a time until you go downhill very slowly. If you're going to go, I want you to go all at once with a massive stroke or a massive heart attack or something like that. Um, but I don't want you to go in piecemeal like this. Do you? And he goes, okay, we can call 911. 
Now, the thing that was really good about calling 911, so here's the healing process we went through. We called 911. He was in the hospital within 20 minutes. And they immediately started pumping him full of blood thinners. It took them three images on his head to find the stroke. And finally, they did a full MRI, and they found the it was a, a slight clog right near where he had the the bleed before in the thalamus. So uh, he, they started him on Plavix and a little bit of aspirin to help keep the blood flowing. So the thing that I did that changed things immediately was I got him to relax and I did a full blood vessel healing which allows the blood vessels to relax. So there is a way to do that um, really, really quickly and I, I recommend people do this. I, I put the link um, in the description here. The link is a powerful healing audio. And what that does is it helps release the um, uh, emotions that are locked up in the body that cause the blood vessels to tighten up. And this allows them to relax and allow the blood flow. So I did a massive healing on him while I was in the hospital and my sister was standing next to him. And uh, my sister is three years younger and she's been having a little trouble with her blood pressure lately as well. So while I did the healing on him, I always ask that anyone near us also receive the healing. And since my sister has given me permission, what we did was release that, uh, you know, all the, the tension on the blood vessels, open it up, drop the blood pressure. And my sister said that her blood pressure has been lower than it's been in months. So when it starts to climb, this is just a warning for all of you. When it starts to climb, this is where you're in the danger zone. The reason why it starts to climb is you're experiencing emotional upset number one number two you have inflammation in the body so inflammation leads to clogging of the arteries and the veins so you don't want those plaque deposits or what they call atherosclerosis plaque deposits inside your blood vessels you can remove them by reducing the inflammation one of the best ways to reduce the inflammation aside from meditating and releasing your emotions is to um, is to take make sure you get plenty of omega-3s and to eat what I call one ingredient foods especially organic so that means nothing processed so that means like fruits vegetables um, fish whole grains if you're if that doesn't bother you whole grains not ground up grains not whole grain bread but whole grains like you know brown rice or white rice the whole thing or like bulgar or uh you know oats the whole oat and things like that one ingredient foods that are whole foods not ground up nuts things seeds things like that and i have those all raw and what that does is it reduces the inflammation on the body. Um, sugar will inflame the body really, really quickly. I mean, most people can tolerate a little bit, but more than a little bit, not so good. 
If you're eating way a lot of fruits, especially high glycemic fruits, cut down the high glycemic fruits and eat more berries, strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, um, things like that. And this will really help reduce the inflammation and stop the clogging. That way, even if you've had a stroke, so I went in after he had his first major stroke and I did a healing on him every day. I healed his blood vessels, his nerves, uh, the brain, nervous system, kept relaxing him, kept doing a healing on him until he recovered. And he was supposed to have been in the hospital for six weeks and he was only in there for three and he recovered substantially, which they told me in the hospital that men uh, over 80 especially usually don't make it. And I told them not to count my dad out and that he would come back in the hospital walking. And so they wanted to do a story on him, and I think they should. But he got back from the hospital two days later. They released him in two days. So after I did the healing, his speaking became normal again. He's no longer uh, garbling his, you know, his doesn't sound garbled. Like it sounds like he doesn't have pebbles in his mouth like he did. And um, his functionality is back to what it was, right? So, so now he's on blood thinners to help, and that's only for a month, to help keep the blood flowing in his brain. The quicker you get it, the quicker you get the blood, uh, reestablish the blood flow, the less amount of damage. Like I have um, met people who uh, waited overnight because they didn't know what was happening to them. And um, they waited overnight to go to the hospital and uh, the damage then become can become permanent. And so the recovery, the faster you get to the hospital, the quicker your recovery, the faster they can take care of you. And um, why I advocate hospital, because hospitals, conventional medicine is best for emergencies because they can nip things in the bud with intervention. And that's what it should be used for. Nip things in the bud with intervention. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you being here. If this has been some help to you, please give it a thumbs up or five star rating. Share it with your friends and be sure to subscribe to my channel. I will see you same time, same place next week.